Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday. Pitting you back with some fresh Saturday morning cartoon blocks. It's AJ and Frank. We're a little rusty. We haven't been on the mics in a little bit, but I'm sure Frank can nail this intro better than I can. And I'm gonna throw it over to my good buddy down in Brooklyn. How you been, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It you know, it's it's been about two months maybe since we we podcasted, and you know, yes. we apologize everybody for the the long gap and and kind of the no notice of our zero, absence zero notice <laughs> sorry but uh uh you know it's been a busy summer and um we have the newly anointed mr shana goldberg aj <laughs> sherman hello everybody <laughs> so um you know all all the good stuff from bachelor party to the wedding to your honeymoon like you just got back what like less than a week ago not even like we've been home for five days so yeah man it's been crazy <clears throat> wedding was beautiful uh it was fantastic amazing fantastic weather um we had a crazy time at the bachelor party we went up to boston to watch the yankees play at fenway unfortunately it was the it was the start of the boston massacre <laughs> um, so that was crazy. Uh, we also, um, you know, just just everything. So uh, thank you all to everybody who came out or sent gifts or said hi or whatever. Um, it really means a lot to me. Frank, so much to thank you for being in the wedding. I know being in a wedding is, you know, kind of hard and a little stressful sometimes. But, you know, you guys were awesome. And, you know, the day of the week, wedding weekend, all the guys were just awesome, especially you. And I appreciate everybody. So it was, it was very great. fun. It was really fun. I think everybody awesome. I think everybody had a really good time. It was a really fun, exciting, energetic wedding. Yeah, totally. Um and yeah, I mean just just getting everyone together. It's like it I didn't realize exactly where in relation to the city we were going to be and it's just like, oh, you know, it's this beautiful like view of Manhattan from Jersey and you know everything was amazing and it's like it, it it felt like a destination but it also wasn't very far and it was uh it was really cool to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time I'm sure you felt the same way oh for sure but but you know the wedding day goes and flies by so <laughs> it, flew, it flew by yeah. it's like yeah. it's it was just like uh we were just ripping through time the whole day um yeah. And that was kind of that was kind of a crazy experience. I never knew what people meant by that. Um, yeah. And that just kind of melts away as you're there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It was it was really fun. I think it was uh, it you know the pictures that have been coming in slowly from the photographer and friends and the like like are all just awesome. I'm really happy. Um, I'm really pumped to see the full set. I'll, I'm sure I'll be posting the full set. You know, and as soon as the videos are available, that'll come around and go out too. And uh, and, and speaking of that, we had you know cameo appearance of you and your guitars, oh, which yeah. oh my god, you nailed it! Rocking <laughs> rock, rock the solo, playing your your song for Shana, which like I think I said to you the other day, like gets stuck in my head. <laughs> it's yeah. a very catchy tune. I'm very proud of you and um yeah it was fun I mean, like it was a big goal of mine to do this like i'll talk about it for just a hot second like uh my dad played with his brothers at his wedding it was always kind of my goal to do that um however just given my location and kind of how everything was going on i just it just was kind of hard and i didn't think it would be cool to like put my 
expectations on somebody else and like ultimately i just wanted to like sing to shana and like you know uh share with her you know and share with everybody like this you know um these feelings that i have for her and the way that you know we get to kind of live our lives and uh you know it was great um you know shana got me the new um acoustic which was super fun to play and have there and then that was the first time I've played my Les Paul in front of people and probably the first time I've played electric guitar in front of people since we played guitar together. So in at the Beach Hut probably. So like that oh, was man. yeah, that was a long time ago. So now it was great it was great to get to get to do it. It was something I'd always dreamed about. Um, and hopefully the video is 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 forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, uh, it was super, it was super cool. The band, you know, that we had found were these guys, Excel Entertainment. Um, you know, he's in New Jersey. He's a guitar player, singer. He also brings a female singer and a drummer. And, uh, the, they also had a keyboard player with them. They, they really integrate very well into the kind of music. Like I think our generation can kind of dig at a wedding. And I think that they do some fun mashups. I I saw people pretty much dancing most of the night. I think that they were pretty yeah. good. Um, but very early on, after I saw them playing live, I'm like, oh, I think they would probably let me play. And I'm sure that they have tons of people who come up and play, and they totally do. So that's if you are a guy who wants to play at your wedding and you're like, hey, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that, I would highly recommend going with them and, you know, just and doing your own thing. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, great time great times had by all um but you know we wanted to kick back into gear we've 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 finished our our season of yankees uh regular season tickets oh the the yankees sorry yeah yankees uh they're they're doing all right um we were at two games this week which is awesome but we're ready for the postseason and um yeah it was it was really fun to go to fenway again and you know that weekend was a blast with everybody too so yeah i um, mean fenway was okay so like fenway was really awesome like the tour that we got was really great like um and it highly was ama- recommend it uh, highly recommend it and it was amazing to sit in the seats that we sat in um and like and see the stadium that way uh, but like ultimately, I, I want to be home at my. I want to be home in the Bronx. I want to yeah. be. I want to be at the place. You know. So like, <laughs> I love. Uh, you know, the Wednesday night game against Boston and David Price and watching him just get fucked up was just amazing. Is probably it is probably my favorite game of the year. Going yeah. to Boston was was great. I loved it. Thank you everybody. But like being there and watching us fuck up the same pitcher and like him just get. <laughs> totally shitting the bed (laughs) like that was just fantastic so yeah uh that was great last night was also nice too you know it's a little spooky that they keep having these uh a little bit of spotty trouble with their bullpen you know this has always kind of been our you know rock our rock our wolverine healing factor of the group but ultimately you know we don't know what's happening here because you know they've been hopefully today they can kind of have a more boring game that's something that i think Hap and Lynn do bring to the lineup that they say on that other show that like it's boring a little bit and that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm kind that's of okay. ready for a boring game again. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know, and CC pitched great last night, but like yeah, you, you're right. The the bullpen kind of kind of didn't hold it down, and um, if if our starting pitching can hold it late into into the game and like just quiet the bats early on, then yeah, then it's hopefully... the it's the Orioles guys. Don't worry it, about yeah, this. Like yeah, we just... all we end they're they're playing great. I, 
I will say, uh, probably in a non, uh, probably controversial opinion, I'm happy that Judge is getting clutch hitting and ti- timely hitting and singles more so than I am that he's hitting home runs again. I'm yeah. much happier that he's hitting in this way than if he like get, came up on his second day, hit a home run, and hasn't done anything since. Uh, yes. He's, he no, I mean, it be, means that he's actually seeing the ball and that he's... Totally. You no, know, yeah. He's totally in the zone. He's hitting really well. I, I think that, you know, a home run is, you know, inevitable. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm much happier that he got that big double last night and, you know, uh, the error, um, you know, that he was still running on uh, a few weeks, uh, when, not a few weeks ago, on Wednesday when we were there. Um, so he, I think, is going to be fine. Um, let me, did we see who came into pitch last night? Who closed it out last night? I don't even remember. Britain? Uh, Britain was in. We saw Tarpley. We saw A.G. Cole. We saw, um, who else pitched? A lot of people pitched last night. I don't remember who, who, who ended the game. I don't uh, remember who ended the game. I really, I don't remember. It was not Chapman. Um, right, I'm pulling up the... But, the yeah, pitching. I mean, it, the... Okay, it, it went, yeah, it went uh, Sabathia, Lasagna, Britain, Tarpley, Cole, Robertson, Batances. Oh, Batances closed it out. That's right. And that was a smart call. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, if, if Batances can perform well in that spot, like, you know, he can do it again. Yeah, I... I... And then you, a- and then after, they have to deal with Chat. They have to deal with that, Chapman. They have to deal with Chapman after his in. performance the other night. They like he needs a little bit of massaging and 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 some comfort. Like throw him into a safe situation, but something that's like more manageable. Like throwing him in the other night was just not not good against the Red Sox. Like that was just bad. Um, and Britain cannot close for us right now. He hasn't. He doesn't have the stuff. He's not. He, he seems like he's like tired. He's just not. He's not. He doesn't have the gas. No. He's. Yeah. It's just out. <laughs> he's yeah. out of gas. So yeah, I mean, we're 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 ready for for postseason baseball. We uh, we knock on wood. We'll be going to some games um, as long as they continue to win. I mean, if they so like, let me ask you this: If they yeah. re- real questions I'm asking you on live air. Yes. Uh, if the Yankees do get in the wild card and the game is in Oakland, do we get tickets to that game or do we have opportunities no. for tickets that game? I, I, I don't think so. I oh, think okay. we're shit out of luck at that point. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which sucks, enough. but like, also, I don't think we'd be willing to fly to Oakland uh, I mean, on a Tuesday if, night. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I know like I, I've said this before but like if if we ever like really had to fly somewhere for a game we uh, i could figure that out with points and shit we could we could figure Mm -hmm. that out um yeah so but let's hope that doesn't happen because we want them to be home we want them to feel comfortable we want to be home and uh, i would i would much prefer to rather be home right i'm going to be getting those sliders from the front near the bacon forever that's going to be my meal at yankee stadium they were perfect (laughs) i didn't they didn't hurt my stomach. I ate them. I sat there. I felt fantastic. Great. <laughs> like, I loved it. Great. Um, um, any other things from the summer that you want to highlight? Like, I, I saw Sorry to Bother You, Black Klansman. Um, I'm seeing Black Klansman later on this afternoon with uh, Daniel Silverberg. So Highly can, recommend it. I'm Highly excited, recommend I'm excited it. to see that. Um, other 
thoughts about this. You, you saw Mission Impossible. I don't think I, I did. did. Mission Impossible was good. You know, I, my whole bit and like the only bit I really have on this movie is like, you know, Tom Cruise has been doing this shit for us, sacrificing himself and his body like this for a while now. And I think that ultimately peop- there's got to be somebody in the room someplace who's like a little bit worried about what he's doing to himself and like maybe maybe is not necessarily stopping him but just like maybe just like being a voice of reason and saying like do we need to jump out of a building for the second time in the same movie like you know like maybe not like do you have to does it have to be you like do you have to hang off the side of the plane like what if you fall like that could be bad like I just think he's I, I get that he has the money and I get that they have the insurance and all that stuff but like at the same time, like maybe he should start to, um, there should be somebody considering the crazy stunts that he's doing. Also, I don't believe with the contention that Tom Cruise could never do a serious role anymore, that he only can, can do mission impossible and like the occasional breakthrough sci-fi movie, like edge of tomorrow or minority report. He could do another Magnolia tomorrow and he would run out of the park and he'd win the Oscar and everything. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, so I, I kind of at some point will want to see that again after he's kind of flooded the market with his action Tom Cruise-ness of himself. Yeah, I mean, he he's either gonna get a clone of himself, or they're That's gonna possible. pull up. That's possible. Or, or an Indiana Jones four and have ethan hunt suddenly have a magical son that can run around and do all the crazy shit so that's that's also possible that's also possible um, but yeah i i did want to see it it just like the timing never lined up so when when it comes out on on demand or whatever i'll i'll check it out um, yeah i mean it's the, the plot of this one was really fun i did yeah. I, I enjoyed the plot i enjoyed the side characters um it moved it was light on its feet uh mr cavill who we'll speak about later the later fucking yeah. mustache like Dude, like he's fucking awesome. Like that—that's why I—I kind of get it. And we'll, I right, we'll talk about it later. But like, yeah, he's—he was good in this movie. He was cool. good. Other than that, uh, I highly recommend checking out this guy Englewood. He has a couple albums. Uh, he just dropped his most recent one. I think it's called like—I think it's called like Beachfront Empire Two, or it's like something like that, or like uh, Boardwalk Bumps Two. This guy's great. Just like chill, lo-fi, like relaxing, uh, tropical uh, California style beats. Highly recommended for straight chilling. Um, in you know, I I did listen to the Nicki Minaj album, but once she got into a fight with Cardi, I haven't. Uh, the Nicki Minaj album was great. I do want to listen to the Eminem record. I haven't had time yet. Um, you know, other than that, that's kind of that's kind of it in in yeah. my world. Um, I um I caught up on a bunch of shows this summer. Um, oh just, yeah, just like I mean, there were shows I was watching like you know the CWDC stuff that I was way behind on, so I'm all all caught up there. I I watched Glow season two. Um, we watched uh something that came out like early on in 2018, Altered Carbon. How was that? That was really cool. Um, and it was not really what I was expecting but like in a, in a good way. Um, and you know, they're, they're coming back with season two and Anthony Mackie's like set to star in that, which is kind of dope. Um, that's cool. It's, it's really cool. Like sci-fi noir, like Blade Runner esque world. Um, that's like set many hundred years in the future. And it's just got this really cool concept of like, people don't really die anymore. They have like these 
chips in their necks that like are able to when their body dies they can like take that chip and like install it into another like body and continue sure. to live on it's it's really interesting and it's like there's a really good mystery through it and joel kinnaman actually was really a good uh fit for ah the joel kinnaman yeah bargain bin tom hardy <laughs> but like it, he worked as a an, as a netflix star so um yeah that was a good one um and then i yeah we i did watch luke cake cage but did not watch iron fist but i'm very excited daredevil season three is coming october 19th i think so that's the next one that i'm i'm excited about and then you know all the fall tv comes out pretty soon um been watching sunny in philadelphia have not checked out mine's mc <laughs> yet because I, yeah. I did watch all of sons of anarchy but that's that that may be a a christmas time binge or something and um what else? South Park is coming up. So, but we have other stuff to talk about. Um, All right. We... So let's start with the most breaking news that came out yesterday. Yeah. The first official look of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. As, as, I always say that because of the guy from Entourage. Uh, <laughs> like uh, he's given us his first official look in costume as the Joker. Uh, we are to understand that this first picture is not him in the final look of the Joker. This is just one of these stops on the evolution, probably something that will be featured in the trailer or maybe in the movie or perhaps not even not at all. Uh, Frank, what do you think of this so far? How do you think the reaction has been? You know, What are your thoughts? Um, so as someone that was like tangentially – following this story of you know this movie actually becoming a thing and being like well but we have the dc movies and we have jared leto which not that i actually enjoyed his performance necessarily but i was like how can we have two jokers it was kind of like Ugh, what what are they well, even well, doing over well, there well don't worry we'll get to that in a minute but go we'll on. get to that in a minute um but this looks awesome like yeah I, I'm so in on this take. Um, he looks so creepy. Yeah. He, um, it, the, the, you can tell that there's something a little twisted going on in his head. I just, I think that it's kind of cool that they're having this standalone take on, um, on a character that we know so well, but also don't know anything about. And I, I like the mask or the, the makeup. I think it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's a clown. Like I, I feel like there are people out there that's like, oh, you know, it looks like this is about what it looked like in the Dark Knight. It's like, well, it's a clown. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like there's only so many things you can do with it. Like, um, but I, I like the the little video that with the reveal that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. So I, I think that now that we've seen it, we can maybe have a thought about it. So I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some thoughts. So first thought is, uh, I think that you know. Warners obviously saw what was going on with their franchises and that really they're not going to have success with the Justice League-style, Avengers-style universe. They're going to have more success in the continued you know, uh, use of certain IP that's, that's proven uh, successful and they'll just stay away from stuff that they think is more risky or stuff that costs a lot of money but doesn't necessarily, you know, doesn't uh, provide the risk assessment for them to take that leap again. Like, I don't think we'll see a Justice League movie for a long time, if we ever see one. Uh, so I, I get that they want to go in this route. I think it's obvious that this this was one of the 
you know, if you're if you're going to make this the Star Wars universe spin-offs of uh, what they were going to do in the Warner's world, I think the Joker is obviously very high on that list um, and was, you know, going to happen at some point. Um, I was kind of more excited about it when it was a Scorsese project. I think it's still mm. being produced by him. Um, but ultimately, I think that this could be really fun, and this could show something that DC can do that Marvel really can't do, which is the success of really you know, intelligent uh, storytelling in a one-movie structure that just exists in this one place. And, you know, it could be totally okay if this movie ends with this Joker getting shot or dying or, like, you yeah. know, some kind of a really a really nice way to end it and say this is not going to continue from here on out. Uh, and, like, that I think would be pretty cool. Um, but uh, what I will say is that it's, you know, if, if we're going to do this version of the Joker, you know... I don't want to hear a lot about Batman. Like, I'm very okay sticking with a Joker, you know, plot line and not being teased by a Batman thing. We know that they'll do something. But do I, something. But then, and I think Thomas Wayne is in it. I, I heard that. Um, you know, but that that's even, di- that's even more different. Because then that falls into, like, the Gotham realm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. we're doing, you know, we're doing stuff within the universe, but we're not you know, tapping into, uh, you know, the lore at this point just yet. Um, yeah. I mean, I like, I'm down for, you know, this be even pre pre Bruce being born. Totally. You know, like, ma- like that. Yeah. Make, do something really, we haven't seen before. Like I'm ready to dig into this character. You know, I think one of the most beneficial things for Warners that ever happened out of poor Heath Ledger was he's, there's no origin story in there for him. He's just moving through that movie and and making all the decisions and mm-hmm. that gives him all the power but ultimately there's not you know a 15 minute expositional scene that you would totally have gotten in the marvel version of that movie that sets up who he is because now forever eternally that movie can always and will always stand by itself and like that is why warners can have success here yeah. Where I think that they're I, muddying I, the waters, and I'm 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 sorry to cut you off. Ahead. Just one more go thing. Ahead. Where I think that they're going to muddy the waters is they are currently in development on this Harley Quinn and Joker movie that is also going to exist simultaneously, uh, and probably come out. I would assume, you know, within a year of this other picture. Um, that to me, I think, is going to dilute the brand. And I think that if I was Warner's, I would be. Uh, thinking about that DC movie for a streaming service or for someplace else than to be putting it on, uh, you know, against this new, more artier Joker. I get Harley sells, but at the same time, uh, we, you know, we they're going to suffer. If they do two Joker movies in the same year, they're going to feel be like Bob Iger and be like, yeah, there's a slowdown in Star Wars movies now. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, you're right. That would be a a good fit for the streaming service um because like the conversation we were having a few years ago when jared leto was you know revealed as as the joker it's like well we have this iconic version in in heath ledger there are all these other great versions from the animated series to jack nicholson's take like how is it going to stack up and like you know it is what it is but like warner brothers hasn't let go of that version yet and now we're moving into this new one with Joaquin Phoenix and like 
I I want to see the Joaquin Phoenix one. I think that this is very interesting and is uh is a different take. I mean, obviously the Leto one is a, a very different take as well. Like you know, but this one's a little bit more. I think in line with maybe the Dark Knight version. And, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's going to be true. I think Joaquin well, is going to do a whole new thing. He's going to do something we've never seen before. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken the role. Like I really do think he's going to do something special here and unique. I'm not going to compare it. We can't. We shouldn't be comparing it to the Dark well, Knight. Well, I, you're you're right, and you're right in that he will do something new. But I guess what I mean is that, um, like the punk rock version of the Joker that Leto did that like, that is not this version. Like, oh, that's for, very yes, different. And it's totally. more, more traditional. I'm sorry. Yes. You're like right. it's more of a traditional Joker in that like, he's a, a deranged psychopath that like something happened that snapped in his, his mind, you know, he, kind of thing. I got you. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, and I, I, I downloaded the DC universe app, but I have not subscribed because like, you know, I either have most of those movies or, you know, the shows haven't even started yet, like Teen Titans or Titans, or I don't know what they're calling it, but, right. like, I haven't even watched that trailer, and, like, it, I feel like it's pretty divisive, but, you know, they're they're taking a risk, I think, in, in going out before Disney launches. They're um, going to they're gonna succeed, I'm telling they're going to succeed. You think they, so? Yes, they have a built-in audience of everybody who's already watching the shows. They have, yes, they're going to they're gonna be fine with, this is the right move for them. It is. Yeah, I'm, this is. I mean, it, this it, is it makes sense to go base. out first, but like, it's just like, ah, I, right now, it it seems like a premature launch. They should have launched with something. I agree with you on on that part, but even still, like the fact that they're doing this with a string of shows that are already successful and not on Netflix, you know what I mean? Like these shows are going to go to a place that's new and good, and they can be let go off Hulu at some point when the rights change after mm -hmm. that goes back to. It's gonna. Fox is gonna be owning Disney, so they'll get all of Hulu and stuff. Um, you know, my my thinking about the Jared Leto Joker and like the Harley movie is like I do want to see that. I do I do want to see them continue on. They were the two most compelling people out of that whole piece of shit movie, and they really, <laughs> uh, you know, they they have a, a unique chemistry there. Uh, and, and I do want to see them continue on. I want to see Jared Leto, you know, give some backstory in him. I want to see some exposition as to how he became the Joker. Um, but I think ultimately that kind of, you know, the DC universe is, 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 you know, is having a time. It both, is having a time. Both the head of Warner studio and the head of, uh, you know, Warner's, corporate entity we're meeting with uh, Affleck this week um, at his house you know he Affleck looked good from the paparazzi pictures I saw okay um, but you know I think that they are in full on panic mode well of course I mean it's it's really tough like I, and I think um, I think we, we do our full chat on DC now before like transitioning into anything else but you know, as as a pair, the pair of us did like Justice League, I'm you know sad that we're never gonna see anything further from there. But like, we do have Wonder Woman two coming out. We have Aquaman. We have Shazam, which looks really good. I think that was something that we didn't get to cover. But um, you know, I I think DC as as um, a movie making company 
will be fine and they're going to continue to make good movies. I just don't know if the shared universe is the way that it's going they're going to be successful. Um and like, you know, Aquaman will be an interesting test for them because if it's if it's bad, then I I see the whole that whole line Isn't, of Didn't Aquaman just become a whole lot riskier for Warner's? Like didn't the stakes get just ratcheted up so high? Because if this yeah. movie is successful, and and I can kind of tell that it's, it probably is because first of all we've never seen an Aquaman movie. People like Jason Momoa. Jason yep. Momoa is pretty funny as this character. He's probably one of the better parts of Justice League. Yep. Um, you know, and you have James Wan who's fucking awesome. So I can't imagine that he's going to do anything less than fucking ridiculous. Uh, I think that this movie is going to be a huge hit. And I think what Warners is secretly scared about is that what are we going to do when Batman and Superman want out? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Um, yeah. So yeah. I, if we're going to continue and go on from here, which is what I believe you had said, and we can, yeah. you know, we, that's fine. Uh, let, let's talk about our friend, uh, Mr. Cavill. Um, yeah. So poor Mr. Cavill sent the entire nerd universe into a steaming rage for about uh, I would say we're in the second week of it about yeah. a week, a full two weeks ago um, it seems that first Henry Cavill, the star as Clark Kent Superman has taken a role in the Netflix series The Witcher based on the uh, popular uh, you know, IP uh, so he's going to get out there and do that uh, we know that you know Henry Cavill plays a lot of Warcraft, he loves Assassin's Creed he's a big gamer you know, it would make sense that he wants to go after something kind of like this. Uh, but uh, that does seem to conflict uh, with some filming scheduling dates that uh, the Warner Studio wanted him to uh, to honor contractually. Uh, and that seemed to fall apart uh, at the doorstep. <laughs> so now, um, you know, what it seemed to be and what they're inferring is that Henry was supposed to appear in Shazam in a cameo role. Due to his role in The Witcher, he is con he can't appear in it. He's not going to be able to do that. Um, so the major speculation was that Henry Cavill is going to be leaving his role as Superman by voiding out his contract and hanging the cape up and going and doing this franchise and potentially a million other franchises he's rumored this week to be taking over as bond for bond 25 i think that's a very interesting choice uh broccoli's um, wait 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 what <laughs> yeah getting rid of daniel craig in bond 25 if they well they fired the director so it's huh. very possible that daniel craig who has worked with sam mendez for two movies and they seem to get along uh could walk if he's not going to be working with the same guy, but he's a producer on Bond Twenty Five, and I feel like he was a he had to have a voice in whether or not the uh, what director they worked with. You, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that it's a it's a Sony project, man. Like, mm. they have they're crazy. They have their own shit going well, on. Well, the thing is, like, I, I looked at it. They pushed the release date, but they only pushed the release date like three months. So, like, I think, and while it's it in, it is in twenty twenty, like. I think that they're running out of time if they're going to try to get a new actor in there too. It, it um, was in, it was in the trades yesterday. All yeah. I'm, any all I'm saying is that you know Henry Cavill, um, I love you as Superman. I think you're a fantastic Superman. And what I understand from the other writing that came out a few days later was that he's not actually out as Superman. He's still in the contract. 
They're, they didn't rip anything up. He's just not going to be appearing in Shazam. Yeah. Frank, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, can you blame the guy? Like, No. You, 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 <laughs> Man of Steel came out, like, what, 2013? Five years like ago. That? Five years ago. And, you know, they've, they've thrown him into BVS and to Justice League. And, like, all in all, I think he has a pretty good arc over those movies. But, like... Man of Steel two or whatever Superman two that was is supposed to was was going to happen is just stalled. Like, can you blame the guy? He probably signed on thinking, okay, I'm going to be the next Superman. I'm going to do this and two and three, and it's going to be like the next Dark Knight trilogy, or it's going to be the next like you know original Superman quadrilogy. Like, mm-hmm. like he wants another he wants star another shot role. at it. He wants another st- shot at it, and like at the end of Justice League, like the character is in an amazing place to do another, another movie. But like, why can't they just give it to him and come up with a, a good idea? Like you were saying the other night, like throw in a Brainiac, throw in a, a a villain that hasn't been seen on screen before. Like, do something new and fresh, because people will go to see a Superman movie. That's the problem. They 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 didn't they didn't title the original one Superman like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I think it made a lot of money, but Justice League wasn't gonna draw in the attention of all the Superman fans, unfortunately, because like at this point they were they were a little bit washed out on on the the Zack Snyder verse, and I think if they if they pivot a little bit and shift gears and and keep him on um, and lighten up the tone like. I think they have something. I, it just—it's a real shame, and I—I I don't blame him for being like, "Well, what do you? Why do you want me to cameo in this movie?" Like, I've never interacted with this character before. Like, it would be one thing if he cameoed in Aquaman or Wonder Woman, but Shazam is just like, like let that be, let it be on the side, and like, come up with something else. I don't know. I, I, I hope he's not out because I agree with you. I think his performance has been, has grown and has. Um, I, I've come to love him as as Superman. Like I, he's our Superman for 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 right now, and I I don't want to see someone else come in, especially if they're going to continue the the continuity um, with Wonder Woman because Wonder like Gal Gadot, it's not going anywhere. Like so, they're if they have the this continuity, all of a sudden they have to recast Superman. Like like what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know what they're. I don't. I just don't know what they're going to do. I feel bad for. I, I do. I feel bad for Henry. I think that he's gotten the short end of the stick. You know, he Superman is not. You know, I think it is. It's interesting that they made Superman a supporting character, and that he's. You know, Jeff said that the other day that he's kind of been in this supporting role for Batman and the Justice League for a while. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's not uh, put front and center in a way that you know makes him really shine and stand out. And uh, what I'm hoping is that um, he can take some time and kind of do some stuff. I know that he had talked and was uh, discussing Superman closely with the director of the last Mission Impossible movie that they seemed to kind of get along and get each other's sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Henry likes to do the stunts and maybe he wants to do more bigger action set pieces and that maybe he's more comfortable working with someone who values higher quality action sequences over stylization. And I think that you could do a more action-based Superman movie, and that that could be crazy. 
you know, that if yeah. you if you really focused on him, you know, like dismantling an avalanche from, you know, minute one of a movie, you know, on a big crazy ski hill, like show us something crazy that Superman we haven't seen him do on screen. Yes, we've seen him fly around, but like put him in natural disasters that he has to deal with and just yeah, p- and, and be in the middle of. Pick it, pick up in Meteor Res, have him saving people left and right like show him doing doing all the heroics of like of only the things that he can do because he is superman and that we haven't seen on screen before and then you know come up with some threat that is otherworldly but not like beyond like they need to stay they need to stay in his they need to stay with a superman that they can power down which is yeah. unfortunate that they ha- already had to do that in the second movie of his because kryptonite is the most useful plot device of any superman story because that is the only way you can really make the stakes high again after you've done it so you need to have a brainiac level kind of villain who can bring in different kinds of kryptonite and really fuck with him (laughs) you know so uh you know warners if you're listening frank and i are ready to work you know we won't even, <laughs> we don't need an office but you know we're gonna need more than thirteen thousand dollars to do the pilot otherwise it's not fucking worth it. um Wait, what about eight thousand <laughs> listen if, if they listen i think we need at least ted dancing level pay he gets eight hundred thousand dollars an episode they, this is what we need uh, okay, so oh, we, got, we got to keep moving because I got to get to brunch, unfortunately. Yes. So to pivot from one Captain Marvel to another, uh, Miss Brie Larson, uh, the lady we have all been waiting for, uh, has finally made her trailer debut in Captain Marvel, which came up on Good Morning America. Got to tell you, I love being able to work from home and watch uh, the trailer on uh, TV and rewind instantaneously. Um, it was fantastic. fantastic. Uh, yeah, I loved it. So, um, Frank, what did you think of the trailer? I I really enjoyed it. I think um, there's a, a really good tone. I think bringing in a lot of uh, familiar faces, uh, whether they are digitally de-aged or not, <laughs> I think is uh, is really great. I'm you know excited for the great next day. entry of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I, I, I like the spin uh, and this whole idea that she is a, a superhuman that doesn't really remember her life as a human. And I think that's a really interesting take. And it seems like we're going to start the movie like with her being Captain Marvel already and kind of rewind through her life in, and, and get bits and pieces of what, what Carol Danvers was before whatever happened to her. Um, and, you know, I really like the idea that it's set in the middle of a war and that there's like the Kree and the scrolls. And I think that it's going to be really, really cool to see on screen. So um, in terms of the genre branding that the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe does so well, it's said that this movie is going to have like an act 90s action movie kind of vibe, kind of like a Die Hard, kind of like yeah. a Terminator 2, um, that it's really going to have some really crazy sequences and I am down. And I think that this trailer, you got some heavy hitters in this movie. Jude Law, um, Sam Jackson is back, Clark Gregg is back, Annette Benning is in this movie. Um, you have a lot of really top tier talent. It's awesome how Marvel can pull in 
these huge actors now in these movies. Like, it's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, what Forrest Whitaker in Black Panther, you know, Anthony Hopkins in all the Thor movies, Jeff Goldblum in Ragnarok. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, that it's, it's very cool. Um, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, I, you know, I'm so something that I've, I've heard is that she, like, you know, she's very going to be, Kevin Feige has said she's the most powerful mutant. She's the most powerful, not mutant. She's the most powerful, you know, uh, person we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to date. Um, Which is crazy. Crazy. I'm because excited to see that. Because I think about Thor at the end of Infinity War, like, he was... Full god mode, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> uh, however, like, I think it would be cool and that the Avengers, like, the Avengers could take a crossover episode with Henry Cavill's Superman from the end of Justice League where he's just so much more powerful than them that they're all just like joking and think and it, it's hilarious. Like I think that that, that 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 kind of element for her is going to work perfectly. And yeah. I'm excited to see that. I'm curious to see if it's going to tie up any of the Infinity War loose ends like she's a cosmic character. Does she know about the Soul Stone at all? Does she, you know, figure it out with Gamora? Um it, are there going to be any fun cameos? I'm very excited to see what she's gonna do? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I think, I besides having Sam Jackson and besides having Nick Fury and Agent Coulson, I think uh, the only other cameos we may get are in a post credit scene that are right. gonna tie the dots back to, you know, similar to how Ant Man kind of like tied it back to Infinity War, and like I think it's I think it's actually really smart planning the way they did it and that they introduced her with the beeper and like then they show the beeper kind of in in 90s present day and like you know she's going to be set out of time but I think there's going to be some Captain America first Avengerness bringing her forward and and or you know her meeting Ant-Man or something like that because he's stuck in the quantum realm like something that's going to connect these worlds together um yeah I mean there I think there's We've already got Ronin, so like the you know other yeah Ronin also that uh what uh, Digimon Hansu's character the uh, uh, Korath Korath that it that very good Frank if we have to we have to get a buzzer a buzzer sound effect for the podcast because that would be <laughs> <laughs> ding <laughs> um, um yeah it, it looks great I think she looks really powerful um i i think the some of the cgf cgi effects in the trailer are a little bit um undercooked still but i think it's they'll, early they'll, it's like, early they'll, they'll i mean i mean it's september it comes out in march yeah they, like, they got a lot of time it, i think it looks cool i like that they have all the different versions of the character you got the mohawk you got the sash you got the green suit you got the yeah. blue suit you know i'm down like and and the shapeshifters the scrolls like well it's i think that it's cool that if you don't know what the scrolls do like that scene in the trailer of brie larson like just full-on clocking this grandma on the train (laughs) like is hilarious like because you know if you're mikey and you know and you know what's going on there like my little brother was like shitting his pants. He was laughing so hard. He loved it, <laughs> you know. So like, yeah. uh, but like that 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 leaves such like implications into the entirety of the MCU. Because like, well, this... yeah, there's gonna be somebody from this movie who we're gonna find out that they're setting up for you know continued scroll <laughs> nefarious duties. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. And that's fine. But, you, you know, this it's cool that, first of all, it good planning on Feige's part to get all the scrolls back just in time to get every fantastic Fox character who's affiliated with them uh, yep. back for in the next two years. So that's pretty awesome. Bangarang Kevin Feige on that one. Yep. And then another really quick thing on Feige. Did you see what Iger said yesterday? Uh, yes. Um, about the Fox Marvel characters, right? Oh, yeah. So it seems uh, Big Boy Kev now got all the X-Men. And we're going to say the Fantastic Four. We don't know because there hasn't been any announcement from... There are other entities, I think, that are attached to the ownership rights of the Fantastic Four. So I think it's a little bit more complicated still. But at least for right now, the X-Men are all back in the sandbox. I think that they're going to leave this dark phoenix movie in if it get and release it and then that's going to be it of these guys we're looking at a full reboot i would say in a few years yeah i yeah i think deadpool 2 came out um you know they'll keep deadpool they'll keep ryan reynolds they're not gonna throw that away yeah they um because what are they working on x-force um i think the new mutants movie may just go away um, New Mutants is going to go away. It's R-rated. It doesn't fit with their brand. That yeah. that's not going to happen. But I think that they'll use Dark Phoenix to get rid of the char- to get rid of these rebooted characters that we saw from First Class and and the like. Um, and then we're going to get uh, you know, they'll redo the whole thing. They'll they'll start again. Like yeah, I, I'm, give it I'm, a little time. Give it yeah. some time. Also, Feige has said that the next series after Avengers Four. Like, it's not going to go linearly. Like, yeah. they've already kind of said that it's going to go. There'll be some stuff that fills in before. There'll be some stuff that goes ahead. There'll be some different weird cosmic stuff that you've never heard of before. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't have to necessarily all go in a line anymore because the main thing that they were trying to achieve is kind of done, and they don't really have necessarily a plan. And now that they have this other stuff, I don't think that there's a big plan yet either. I, 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 I think they have a plan. I think they have a plan, but I, I think the. I don't think that they're thinking Galactus. I don't think that they're thinking Secret Wars just yet. I think no, that... no, no. I think they want to fill out more. I, I, I think it's fully possible that they could set you know an X Men movie, like an origin mutants movie, sometime in the nineties or two thousands, and not sync up with the old stuff. But like that, mutants have been hidden in the MCU all along. Like they could do something like that. They can. I think that they're. In because, my ultimate dream world, they reset reality at the end of Avengers Four, and that's where mutants come from. But yeah. like, ultimately, like we'll see what they, what kind of bullshit they try to do. Because I think that the way that they did the mutants in the original Brian Singer X Men was pretty awesome. In that you build Magneto up to show that there's been mutants around for you know maybe like sixty years at that point, and then you bring it up to today and you see what the mutants are doing now. Like yeah. in the same movie, like that—that's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah. now that there, there's been so much stuff in the MCU that to bring Wolverine to Captain America now doesn't make sense. So they're going to have to do it in a—they're going to have to do something different. And I think that they're going to—they're going to look to some kind of reality shift or reality-changing event that has radiation in it or whatever, and yep. that'll be whatever the mutants are going to be. Yep. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll get there. Uh yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this movie. You're pumped for this movie. Do you want to talk about this the Star Wars slowdown from Iger? Like uh, that's sure. Awesome. Yeah, he's right. It's good that he's taking ownership of it. 
it kind of puts it on him as opposed to Kathleen Kennedy, which I think is the right thing to do to show that it's yes, it's Disney corporate bosses who are saying you need to have two Star Wars movies in six months and fuck you. Like he was wrong. He learned that yeah, lesson. He learned the lesson, and it yeah, the the, the product suffered from it and. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that he says this now after the fact, after, you know, Solo came out and we have a year and a half before a gap before uh, Star Wars 9. So, like, of course, they're going to say, oh, we're going to slow down because there's no Star Wars movies for, for this entire gap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, what it means is that as soon as 9 comes out, there is nothing really like hard date planned. And. You know, they're they're over the summer. There was all the talks about the Obi Wan movie and you and McGregor saying they haven't called him, and like that sucks because that is one that I think we both really wanted to see. Um, doesn't mean that it won't happen, but you know, I, I think it 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 happening the year after nine is not not the case. And then, you know, maybe maybe they just shift gears to the the Ryan Johnson stuff or the or the Game of Thrones guys and. Or maybe they really double down on um, what are Favreau's they even show. T- what are they even talking about? What are they talking about in the rooms? Like, what are they? Like, <sighs> what are what's on their whiteboards? What are they reading? What are they like? I don't know. Like that. That's what I think about all the time. Like, what are Weiss and Benioff doing? Like, yeah. what are they gonna do? Like, it's yeah. gonna be crazy. But it know? is gonna be crazy. They gotta finish Game of Thrones first. But um, they're working on it now. Like, they really are. Yeah. They're working on it right now. There's there are people it, at Lucasfilm working on their project as we speak. Sure, that yes, they they had an idea and they have people they have are putting it Lucas into motion. They're doing sure. they're doing concept art. They're doing different things like that. That's all happening right now. Yeah, they're doing mock-ups. They're doing maquettes. You know, they're looking at puppets. They're looking at set designs. They're looking at production art. Like that's so fucking cool that they're gonna get to do this and do it whatever they want to do and that. I don't know if the story that Ryan Johnson's projects got kind of pushed down in favor of theirs. I saw that that had come out. I, don't, I hadn't seen anything to corroborate that. Uh, but the uh, the Benioff guys are hard at work, yeah. um, and I'm ex- uh, the excuse me the Game of Thrones Benioff and Weiss are hard at work. I cannot see. I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do. Um, and then right after that, just because we did cover all the episodes of Game of Thrones at the Emmys this week, uh, Game of Thrones did clean the fuck up. Uh, they won Outstanding Drama, which is crazy to me. Um, they also won for Peter Dinklage, won Best Supporting Actor, because uh, he's awesome. Uh, and... Did they win anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like You know, they, they were nominated for, you know directing and writing for certain episodes and stuff. I don't think they won any of those. Um, so, you know, it, th- there have been bigger years for them, but, you know, I think outstanding drama and supporting, a- like, I think supporting actor for that series is lead actor, right? Because there's mm-hmm. there's just so many of them that they, it's probably a screen time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Emmys, I, I did not watch. I... I, I think uh, I I have trouble with award shows. Just just my, my attention span. I'm I can't I can't. But <laughs> right. they uh, yeah, there's some some good stuff. Um, the marvelous what was it? You watched that show, right? Yes, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's they, they that show's great. I'm excited for season two. Go watch them. They're fantastic. Good show. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Emmys, <sighs> they happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, so like I guess last thing, we I literally a few minutes ago just watched the um, Mary Poppins Returns trailer. Um, I saw something really funny on the internet, and I, I don't, I don't want to, I forget who uh, posted it, so I can't give them credit, but I'm not stealing it. So it's like, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins returns, like Mary Poppins the, forever. The Mary Mary Poppins bit forever, uh, and, and Mary Poppins not Robin, but something like that. And I, they went through the whole sequence of all yeah. the Batman movies, and it was I made me laugh very hard. But that's that's awesome. It's uh, a good bit. Um, she, it looks yeah. fun. Disney magic, man. I'm hey, all about, I'm all in. They something I hope that I think that they're trying to do, and like you can totally correct me if I'm wrong here, and I could just be in my own head. But I totally feel like a little bit of an Amblin kind of low angles Spielberg vibe from this trailer. It has kind of a uh, some of the key signature things that he does in his movies mm-hmm. in this in this trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that's because I think the kids are going to be a big focus. Yeah. So um, it, and they, it just looks awesome. Emily Blunt can do no wrong. Uh, she's just unstoppable. I saw a Quiet Place on the plane. Ooh. Holy fucking shit! They're great. They're awesome. they're that that's a fantastic movie, uh, and she's fantastic in it. And the fact that she can have the kind of range to do what she did in A Quiet Place, and then to be Mary Poppins and believable as fuck at it, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic work. Uh, and I'm sure that she's going to now be remembered very highly because I think this movie is going to make a billion dollars, and it's coming out in the Star Wars slot for Disney. True. That's very true. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's. Is it so? It's a like December this year. December twenty first. Yeah. So I mean, that's money making. It's gonna make a ton of money, and like like I said, it's got that magic to it. It feels really, really fresh and fun. And um, I love that they brought in brought back the classic composite animation. I thought that oh. I didn't think we were gonna see that. I thought they were gonna oh, be fucking looks, around in some digital bullshit. That looks really good. That, that looks, looks great. Really, really good. Um, so yeah, down to see that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, I haven't seen the Wreck It Ralph. You know, new uh, trailer. I'm not probably not gonna watch it because I think that at least for I don't the animated movies. I don't need to see the full two minute thirty second trailer. Um, I could probably get away with the teaser that we saw with the princesses, yeah. which was funny enough as it was, and already sold me from the first movie. I loved the first movie. Yeah, I love I love the first one too. I only actually watched it for the first time this year, so I'm I'm ready. Oh to Oh my go god, on that it's one. it's so funny. It's so funny. It's great. Um, so I'll I'll probably watch the trailer, but um, John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman is hilarious. She's yeah, so funny. So good. Oh, just another side note back to Captain Marvel. Um, the I think that was a good trailer in that it it, it explained a lot, but it didn't give away much. And oh I no! It's a character-focused trailer. It's a very character-focused because a lot of people don't know the character, and oh, I yeah. think that was a smart, smart go. Like I, it tells enough of the story that it, it you don't need the like, in a world where one woman was a you know like they didn't do that. Yeah. Like like, whatever the second trailer is gonna be. I again, I agree. I think I don't know if I want to watch that because it might give too much away. But this one was perfect. No, I think the second the second trailer will show like the stakes. Like that'll be like the next sure. thing that they'll show. But like at least for this, like they they had to highlight Brie. I think they're very excited to finally get to Brie. You know, it it, it was kind of it's kind of a misstep that you know I think that Feige will ultimately like he'll be always remembered for 
the fact that it took him 21 movies to finally make one female superhero movie and that he yeah. was beat to it by DC, his greatest ar- greatest rival, and that they arguably made one of the best mo- superhero movies of the past 20 years. So, you know, I think that he has to... That's always going to be an asterisk on his, uh, yeah. his epitaph that ultimately, like... This is their first run at it. I know that they're going to be super proud. They're going to really, they're going to really lay it on thick. I think that that's something we can. I already saw in the marketing on Good Morning America with the way that they were pumping it up that they're going to try to, you know, sell us very hard on the fact that she's this is the first female Marvel movie yep. that she's leading this movie that she's not just some overpowered character but that she's doing this and that and she's a scientist and yada yada yada. And I'm yeah. certain that that is going to be a huge part of it. And I think that they want to, especially after the success of Black Panther this year, they so want to make sure that their movies are going to be more and more woke. Um, and that's totally cool, as long as the product doesn't suffer. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm down. You know, they yep. all they have to do is kind of, uh, you know, turn this movie into the wind and it's going to make a bazillion dollars. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see it from there. We'll see from there. So um, this this has been the return of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. The we got I guess, to we got to a lot. We yeah we did get to a lot. I, I guess maybe the launch of season three. I don't I don't know what that. Yeah, means. we could. This is season three. This is season totally three. season three. The the, the, the new fall uh, shows are coming out, so why not? Yeah, Seinfeld is the best in season three. That's <laughs> that's where everything starts to come together. Yeah. And uh, you're going to see Black Klansman, so maybe we can uh, do a uh, retroactive break, discovery. Do a retroactive, you know, it's 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 still relatively relevant, and um, relatively we're going to be relatively relevant, and uh, you know, Yankee baseball, and um, we'll we'll try to, I, you know, there are a couple movies coming out this fall, Venom. I think we're both a little unsure about. If you guys don't weeks. want us to go see Venom, tell us. Right now, we're probably going to go. Yeah. And it looks like that, you know, we're probably going to talk about it too. If you don't really want to listen to that and you want us to do something else or like don't do that because it's not, you know, it's not cool, like let us know. Like we'll think about it. But as of right we'll, now, yeah. unless we'll this movie has garbage reviews, we're going to go. Yeah. So that's that's probably next on the docket. Maybe we'll, some other great news will come out in the next few weeks and we'll we'll do that. But we, we want to get back into gear. We uh, If there's other things that you guys want to hear about, Please email us, info at longlostheroes.net, or tweet, Facebook, Instagram, LLH Podcast. You know, we, we love to hear from you guys. We'll read you out on, on the air, the airwaves as they are. Um, anything else, AJ? No, I'm good. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, you know, we, we love you. We miss you. Uh, it's a great pleasure for us to do this podcast. Um, please, if you can, um, leave us a rating or a review. Uh, it is super crucial to getting us, you know, more uh, visibility uh, against the other big mainstream podcasts. You know, it just takes you know two seconds. You don't have to write anything very serious. In fact, if you write something funny enough, we'll probably even read it on air. But like, please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review because it totally helps us to, you know, uh, boost up what we're trying to do over here. Um, you can always find us at uh, www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us on all of our social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLHpodcast.com. No, at LLHpodcast, I'm sorry. 
Uh, it's very early in the morning. Get back to your cartoons, double down on some cereal, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye, guys.